You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Oh, and welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Wednesday, March 16th, the eve of March Madness. I'm your host, Doug Reed. You can find me, as always, at Doug underscore Reed 34 on Twitter. That's Doug underscore Reed 34 on Twitter. If you're not already following, I've got a couple Twitter handles, as always, I like to mention. Uh, one is Ethos Wagering. You can get tips, comments, our free plays when we send them out from our uh, Ethos Wagering team. And also, if you're a fantasy basketball player, as you head into or you are in the finals of your, of your fantasy basketball or playoffs of your fantasy basketball league, you need to check us out at Ethos Fantasy BK for basketball. It is the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. We send out updates, starting lineups, player movements, uh, who's in, who's out. Fantastic feed. You get all your NBA news in one feed. It's the fastest out there, one of the fastest out there, and provides more analysis too. Again, that's Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Also, uh, if you're not if you're into props, I highly recommend you check out our partners at Thrive Fantasy. It's a brand new daily fantasy partner that we have here at Sports Ethos. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. That's T-H-R-I-V-E. Use the code Ethos, E-T-H-O-S, when you sign up to get 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit of up to $100, plus two or four free tickets to play. You pick the player props and the biggest names every night, score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. If you're looking for prop information or uh, daily information, you should check out our team at Sports Ethos uh, DFS. They have regular podcasts, and if you're a member on our site, you get uh, daily updates, great analysis there, uh, which will definitely help you with props at Thrive. So again, it's thrivefantasy.com, and use the code ethos when you sign up. So today, uh, I'm going to do a little bit, usually do this on Fridays, but since we're starting March Madness tomorrow, I'm going to do a little bit of a strategy session first, and then I'm going to just basically run through my bracket. I'm not going to talk spreads, probably do that tomorrow or uh, later today for th- Thursday's games. I'm uh, just going to run through who I like, why I like them. But first, a little strategy session on how to win your bracket. Now, there are lots of different ways to do this. Everybody does it from an office pool, a friends, friends and family pool. Uh, or you maybe go to the big sites, the Yahoo, CBS, ESPN, and where you're in there with thousands and thousands of contestants. So I'm going to break down some thoughts and strategies on multiple pools. And I think there's basically two things you really have to know, regardless of your knowledge about college basketball. You need to know, one, the scoring system, and two, the size of your pool. And this is more game theory strategy. But I think it's important. It's a fun pool, but if you're going to go into it and put some money on the line, why not try to win it? So first of all, uh, no the scoring system of your pool. Most pools 
are the standard. Um, there's six rounds in the tournament. For the first round, each winner is one point. For the second, it doubles each round. Second round, two points. The third round of the Sweet 16 is four points. The fourth round, called the Elite Eight, is eight points. Then the semifinals, which is the final four, is 16 points. And if you pick the winner, one game is 32 points. So you need to back up and realize there's 63 games in the tournament. And each round basically is the equivalent of 32 points. So the first round, 32 games, one point each. The second round, there's 16 games, two points each for 32 overall. The third round, or the Elite Eight, there's eight games, four points each, that's 32 points. The final four, there's four games, eight points per winner, so 32 points. The semifinals, there's two games, obviously, 16 points per winner, so 32 points. And the national championship is one game, winners 32 points. So it's important to realize what those numbers mean. If you pick the last seven games correctly, so the Elite Eight, the semifinals, sorry, the final four, the semifinals, and the finals, those seven games represent 50% of the total points. So they're 96 potential points out of a total of 192, or 50% of the scoring. So one step further, if you pick the two semifinal games correctly and the national champion correctly, you're getting 64 points, which is 33% of the total points in the pool. So a pool with this scoring structure, which is your typical scoring structure, is heavily weighted to you picking the last uh, seven games, specifically the last three games. So I think that's important to realize what the scoring. You can, you can be great in the first couple of rounds. You can pick a bunch of upsets, which everybody loves doing. And I highly recommend having some fun at it and doing that. Uh, you get your bragging rights in. However, if you don't have the right teams in the Elite Eight, the Final Four, semifinals, and the National Championship, you're probably not going to win your pool. So important to realize the scoring structure. The pools that I enjoy, I don't, I don't like pools such as this where there's 32 points for the final round. I just think it's... Uh, you know, Gonzaga is the heavy favorite this year, maybe Arizona. So people can just randomly pick all the favorites, pick Gonzaga or Arizona to win uh, and then stand a good chance of winning without any knowledge of college basketball. So that does make part of the fun in it. But I think that takes away more from the early rounds. But this is the traditional scoring system that you will know that you will have out there. And I think it's important to realize that. So why is that important? Well, I think that's the next part of knowing the size of your pool. And so if I can just back up some pools, it's also important to realize if you have upsets. So in a pool that I commonly run, the first and second round, you get an additional point for each upset. So any team, anytime a lower ranked team wins, you get a bonus point. That's important to know. Some points, some pools will have that through the first four rounds. So maybe you want to take a, uh, an upset in the first round. You want to take, um, you know, Michigan, who's an 11 over Colorado State. Well, if they win, you get a bonus point. And then in the next round, maybe they play Tennessee. If you win there again, you maybe get one or two bonus points. Important to know that because if you are taking any upsets, the chance of the upsets really getting far in the pool um, might happen in the first couple of rounds, but they're probably not going to trend towards the Elite Eight, Final Four, and National Championship round. So it's important to realize the scoring, know the structure of your pool, and that can help you... Um, build your bracket through the first couple weekends, but also through the final weekend. Finally, or second, second part is it's also important to know the size of your pool. And I think people completely ignore this, but this is very relevant. I always say if you're in a pool of under 50 people, so maybe a small office pool, family and friends, that kind of thing, you go with, for the most part, go with the chalk or go with the favorites. Um, the reason being is, like I said in my previous point, 
it's the most important thing is getting the final teams. And traditionally, uh, the, the the champion comes from somebody who's on the one line, the two line, the three or the four. Those are the teams who are going to make it the furthest in the tournament. Okay, not a number 16, a 15, a 13, or 14. Every every few years, you get a 12, 13, 14 ranked team, and they they do make it maybe to the elite eight. Uh, but rarely do they get much further beyond that. So I think it's important to know the size of the pool. If you have a smaller pool under 50 people, I would say most people are going to take the favorites. So most people are going to have some combination of Gonzaga, Arizona, Baylor, and Kansas. Those are the four number one teams uh, in the semifinals and finals. So if you go against that and you're wrong, you have no chance of winning. If you have a smaller pool with under 50 people, and let's say the four number one seeds make up the final four or three of the final four, and it's the number one Gonzaga versus let's say Kansas in the final. The majority of people in your pool are gonna have one of those two teams. Probably this year, I'm gonna say a huge majority of people are gonna be on Gonzaga. Well, if you don't have that, if you didn't take all the favorites, then there's a chance, then, then you don't really have a chance. Because with the scoring system I said above, no matter how well you pick your first couple rounds, if someone picks Gonzaga to win it and they win it or get to the finals and you don't have that, you're missing out on you know, 32 points in the final, 16 in the semis. Um, just not something that you'd be able to make up. If you're in a pool that's, let's say, from 50 to 150 people, I think it's important to take uh, a fair bit of chalk, so a fair bit of the favorites, um, but roll with a few upsets maybe throughout uh, the first rounds. And then when you get into the finals, if you're in a a pool with 150 people, there's going to be a ton of people taking Gonzaga. There's going to be a ton of people on Arizona, Kansas, uh, maybe Baylor again. I think that's when you sway a little, and this is your game theory, you sway a little from taking the favorite and you take maybe a two seed or a three seed. Maybe you go with a uh, Villanova or a Duke. I'm not on Duke at all, but a lot of people obviously be on Duke. Arizona's a number two seed. Wisconsin, uh, a number three seed. Maybe you take one of them to get there. Kentucky to get to the final, a two seed. UCLA is a four seed. Maybe somebody like that. Because then you're going to be, there's only going to be a handful of people left and if you're one of them and one of those teams does make it, then you have a lot better chance of winning. Because if you just go all chalk in a 150-person pool and you take Gonzaga, Arizona, the, the four number one teams, Kansas, and Baylor, there's going to be a lot of people taking those two teams. And then you don't really you have a chance to win it, sure. But I think if you go a little away from the chalk with your champion and the team's in the final four, so instead of the four number ones, maybe you have two number ones and throw in a sprinkle of two, a three, a four seed in there. Not a crazy long shot, a seven or eight seed, but you go with a two or three or four seeded team and maybe have them uh, beat Gonzaga in the final. So maybe you like, uh, like I said, UCLA to come out of the East or you like Auburn or, you know, Wisconsin's been playing well. You like them to come out of the Midwest, put them in the finals, have them beat Gonzaga. You'll be the last person standing and you'll take away the prize. So I think when you get a little larger pool, you go with chalk through, uh, which means favorites through. And then when you get to the finals, you vary a little from that to give yourself a better chance. And then if you're in a pool of, I would say, over 150 people, right up to, like I said, the um, the big pools, the Yahoo, the uh, CBS Sports, the ESPN pools, where you're with thousands and thousands of people. I don't think you can take chalk at all uh, here because there's going to be people who just click on all the favorites and submit that bracket. There's pe- going to be people who submit multiple brackets and they're just going to have all the favorites to the final and then they take the top four teams and they just rotate who the winners are. So even if you pick the finals, even if you pick the two um, finals teams, even if you pick all the final four winners, the elite eight winners, there's going to be a lot of other people out there. So I think this is where you... Uh, go into a little more variance mode and take some more upsets. Not crazy upsets, like, you know, an 11, 12, 13 is not going to win the national championship. And it may happen one day, um, but I think you take 
maybe take a shot on more of the teams, the three through five to get to the finals. And maybe one of them wins. So in Tennessee in the South, they're a number three. You got Texas Tech has been playing well in the West. They're a number three. Uh, maybe, you know, you get number nine, Memphis. They've been playing really well. They come against Gonzaga in the second round. Maybe they upset Gonzaga. Everybody's going to have Gonzaga winning that. If you can pull off that, and then you got uh, Memphis going a couple more rounds, but they lose to Texas Tech, who's a three seed, and Texas Tech's in the final, then you got a chance to win those huge, huge brackets. I don't think you can go with just all the favorites and hope that you get it right. Because even if you do get it right, no one's going to have a perfect bracket. But even if you go with all the favorites, someone else there is probably going with close to all the favorites too. So you have to take, you know, accept a little more variance. And if you want to win those big pools or be in the money, you need to stray. So this, you know, in summary, if you're in a small pool, 50 and below, you go with mostly the favorites because you really need to have the final teams and be correct in your final four matchups. If you go in a 150 to a uh, below pool, I'd say you go with the favorites through most but pick the odd upset and maybe when you get to the finals you don't pick the favorite gonzaga or arizona you go with a little bit of an upset uh and if you're in a massive pool don't take the favorites i mean you have to take the favorites through most of the first few rounds but when it gets to the last couple rounds put in some wild cards and only one or two don't go with four or five number four ranks you know don't go your final four is all number four seed teams because there's very very little chance that that will happen maybe throw one or two in there and two number one seeds then you got a chance to win those those larger pools. So that's my strategy. Uh, it's worked for me in the past. I know there's a million different ways to think of this. I'd love to hear your comments or thoughts. Um, but again, know your scoring system and know the size of your pool. Those are the two. You don't have to know anything about college basketball, but if you know that, you've got a foot up, a leg up on the competition. Then hopefully a little knowledge in college basketball helps after that. So a little bit of strategy, which can hopefully help you get in the money or have a little bit more fun and here this isn't necessarily a tenant that you need to follow but i think in the first in the opening round here's a third thing that you should probably be aware of the statistics for the seeded teams and how much they win everybody loves picking an upset everybody loves that bragging rights around the water cooler that you picked a 13 to beat a four or a 12 to beat a five but here are some stats for you 16 versus one in the 36 years of this data being compiled, so 36 years of the tournament running, 16 versus a one seed. The number one seed is 143 and one, with Virginia being the only one that lost a few years ago. So if you're thinking of taking a 16 seed, don't do it. Number two versus 15. There's only been an offset nine times in 36 years. The number two seeds are 135 and nine. So this does happen, but that's a 0.062 percentage that it's going to happen. Highly, highly, sorry, a 6.2% chance that's going to happen. Highly do not recommend taking a 15 seed. Sure, you'll be able to brag about it for years, um, but it's really probably not going to happen. Three versus 14. There's a little more options here. Threes are 122 and 22. The four versus the three seed is... 113 to 31. So these happen. You get a lot of, you hear a lot of uh, talk about these, but they really don't happen all that often. It's important to realize this. That's basically a 15.3% chance that a number three will be upset by a number 14. A 21.5% chance that a number four will be upset by a number 13. The five versus 12 matchup happens a little more, a little over a third of the time. The five ranked teams are 93 and 51, which is 35.4% um, chance of an upset. 
Then the 11 versus 6, you get the 6 seeds are 90 and 54. So 37.5% chance of an upset. So kind of the same number as a 5 versus uh, 12. Then a 7 versus 10 seed. 7s are 86 and 57. That's almost a 40% chance of an upset there. And then the 8 versus a 9 is basically a coin flip. The 9s are actually 73 and 71. So a slight advantage to the 9s. But if you look at these brackets, these are basically teams that are very evenly ranked. It's a coin flip. So if you're looking for upsets, and to my comment earlier, if you're in a pool where it gives you bonuses for first round upsets, the 9 versus 8 is a great way to go. You know, 50, just over 50% of the time, the 9 wins anyways. So if you're going to get a bonus for it, I mean, often in a pool, I'll just take all the nine seats. Either a coin flip in a game, but if I can get two of the four and I get two bonus points, uh, great. If I get three or four, all right, and I get bonus points, it's a huge advantage. The seven versus 10, at about a 60-40 split to the seven. There's some good options there. Uh, but then when you go down the six versus 11, 12 versus five, they're in the high 30% chance of an upset. And then after that, you really, you really need to have confidence. Like I know, I know a lot of people uh, are on Chattanooga. To, who's a 13 to beat Illinois, who's a four. So the chance of that historically happening is about 21.5%. So it's fun to pick those upsets. It's also important if you do, to realize if you do pick those long shot upsets, their chances are, like I said, are, they're not going to have a great run. They're not going to win two or three more rounds. They might win the first round and then more often than not lose in the second or maybe squeak by in the second round. But again, you're only getting one point for those upset picks and two in the second round in traditional pools. Uh, but then, so take those and then go back to the favorites as they move along. So I hope that made sense, kind of ran through a lot of things. It's important to know the scoring system in your pool, and it's important to know the size of your pool. Uh, and in regards to upsets, don't be going on the 16 versus the one, 15 versus the two, and be leery of a 14 versus three unless you really have a strong lean there. It's fun to do, but it's risky and not usually very profitable. So that's a little strategy session. I'm going to wrap up that up there and get into uh, my bracket. So I'm not going to talk about spreads or anything today. Just going to talk about who I think is going to win and quickly run through uh, what I see and who I like. Starting in the West with the number one seed Gonzaga Bulldogs. They play Georgia State. This is an easy win for Gonzaga. Boise State and Memphis. I like Memphis to win this game. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty close one, but Memphis has been playing really well lately. UConn is the number five versus number 12 North uh, New Mexico State. Uh, I've got UConn winning that one. Arkansas versus number four versus number 13, Vermont. I know a lot of people like the, the uh, Catamounts here. I like Arkansas to win this. They've been playing well. And with Muslim as their coach, I think they have a good chance here uh, to rule. Number six, Alabama will play the winner of Rutgers and Notre Dame, which is on tonight. I like Bama here. And number three, Texas Tech plays number 14, Montana. I'm on Texas Tech to win this and win this easy. My first upset is Michigan State, who's a number seven at number 10, Davidson. I'm actually on Davidson here. I think they're very well coached. They've been playing well. And I hate going against Tom Izzo, but his he, they've struggled lately in the tournament. And I'm not, as much as I'm a Big Ten fan in general, I don't really like the teams in the Big Ten a whole lot this year. And the final game in the West is number two, Duke versus number 15, Cal State Fullerton. Uh, this should be an easy Duke win for me. So second round is Gonzaga and Memphis. I think this is a potential huge upset. I think Memphis could win this, but uh, back to my game theory strategy earlier, I can't take Gonzaga losing this this early in the pool. Uh, and even if even if you do pick that upset, most people are on Gonzaga um, to go this round and a couple more. So if you pick them to lose here and everybody has them, 
it's not it's not really a huge advantage because I don't think you're picking Memphis to go three or four rounds. But if you pick that pick that wrong, and you knock Gonzaga out, and Gonzaga does go three, four, five, six rounds, then you're at a huge disadvantage. So a little bit of game theory here. I like Memphis potential upset, but uh, I'm going with the Zags. Number five, UConn versus number four, Arkansas. I've got Arkansas winning that one. Then number six, Bama goes to Texas, plays Texas Tech. I've got Tech winning that. And number 10, Davidson against number two, Duke. I've got Duke pulling out that. So basically all chalk through here. I've got Gonzaga beating Arkansas. And then I've got a bit of an upset. I think Texas Tech, I think they've been playing really well um, lately. I know they don't have Chris Beard as their coach anymore, but uh, they've got the players from the last couple of seasons. So they're, they're, I think, getting by Duke, who I think is coming in overrated. And the Coach K uh, farewell tour comes to a crashing halt there. Then I've got the Zags versus Texas Tech. As much as I do think Texas Tech can win this, I think this would be a great game too. Uh, I've got to take Gonzaga out of that. So I have Gonzaga coming out of the West. In the South bracket, uh, I've got um, Arizona beating the winner of Bryant and Wright State, which is being played tonight. Uh, I'm actually on Wright State in that game, but I will take Arizona. The next game is a bit of an upset. TCU, number nine. I have them beating number eight, Seton Hall. I just trust Jamie Dixon the way he's um, got that team rolling lately. So I like TCU there. Number five, Houston, I think wins over UAB. A lot of people are high in UAB lately. And they have been playing well, but I just think Houston's too good a team. Number four, I'm taking Illinois over Chattanooga, who's number 13. A lot of people are calling for this upset. I just don't see it. I know Illinois lost early in the first round last year. The Big Ten uh, is looking a little questionable, but I think Illinois capable here. Number six, Colorado State. I have them beating Mich- number 11, Michigan. Uh, number three, Tennessee. He's been playing really well. A lot of people think they should have been a two seed. They're at number 14, Longwood. I think they win that one easy. Number seven, Ohio State goes to Loyola, Chicago, or plays Loyola, Chicago. Is number 10. A lot of people have um, Sister Jean and Loyola, Chicago pulling out another win. I like Ohio State. Uh, with EJ Liddell, who's been playing fantastic all year, potential player of the year candidate. I think they um, get back in their groove and they should be able to win this one. And then at number two, Villanova against number 15, Delaware. I have Villanova winning this one easy. So the next round is Arizona versus TCU. I actually think this is a great game. I think TCU could give them a run, but I've got to go with the, the Wildcats here. They're just too strong. Houston at Illinois, number five, Houston against number four, Illinois. And I'm actually on the Illini. Everybody's down on the Illini. Yes, I'm an Illini fan, so maybe a little bit of fandom coming in there. But I've got them pulling out a very close win against Houston. Colorado State goes against Tennessee. I've got Tennessee pulling out that. And then Villanova ends Ohio State season with a win. Then I've got Arizona versus Illinois. Kind of a uh, coin flip here, but I'm going to go with Illinois for the big upset. And then we have Tennessee against Villanova, and I'm going to go with the Wildcats. So coming out of the South, I have Illinois versus Villanova, and I have Villanova winning. So Villanova makes it to the Final Four. We go to the East bracket. Baylor, who is uh, beat up and had a great year, but a little injured. They still should be able to beat Norfolk State, number 16, quite easily. The 8-9 game is UNC versus Marquette. UNC with their big win over Duke, but they didn't fare too well in the ACC tournament. I still have them beating Shaka Smart and Marquette. This could be uh, a Marquette game. I'm not really sure, but I've got UNC winning. St. Mary's uh, plays the winner of Indiana-Wyoming, who last night was Indiana. So I've got St. Mary's um, beating Indiana. Next game, UCLA is at number number four, UCLA at number 13, Akron. I've got the Bruins of UCLA winning that one easily. Uh, My first upset here is number six, Texas against number 11, Virginia Tech. And I've got Votek winning. 
maybe I'm buying into the hype a little too much about their ACC uh, championship. A lot of people believe when you get a team that runs a tournament like that and gets in, they weren't going to get in the tournament if they didn't win the ACC. Their bubble is going to burst. Um, I'm not believing it. I think they have the ability still to win another game or two. So I think that they're getting by uh, number six, Texas. Number three, Purdue. He's against number 14, Yale. I actually debated taking Yale on a crazy upset, but just didn't have the guts to pull it out. So I've got number three, Purdue, moving on. Murray State, number seven, versus the Dons of San Francisco. A lot of people like San Francisco in this game. I think the spread's going to be pretty tight. Uh, but I'm on Murray State. The races look good um, down the stretch, and I think they have the ability to uh, cause some havoc here. And then number two, Kentucky against number 15, St. Peter's. I've got the Wildcats in an easy win. Then I've got the big upset here of North Carolina beating Baylor. Baylor's number one, North Carolina's number eight. I just think uh, North Carolina matches up with their size, their ability to play. You know, they could lay a complete egg. They might not even get out of the first round against Marquette, but I think they have the ability. They show that in their win against Duke. Um, they show their ability to lay some eggs, but they also have the ability, I think, to get up and win some big games. So I have them beating Baylor. I just I just think Baylor's too beat up and not gonna not the team that they were for most of the regular season. Then I've got number four, UCLA, getting by St. Mary's. Uh, I've got number 11, Virginia Tech, staying hot and beating Purdue. I'm just not buying the Boilermakers. Their defense this year is struggling, which is not a hallmark of Matt Painter's teams. They're usually strong defensively, but there's just something off. And Virginia Tech does guard against the three ball fairly well. So I think uh, I like the Hokies there. And then number seven, Murray State. I debated taking them over Kentucky, but I'm going to go with Kentucky to get through. So a couple upsets here. I've got number eight, UNC versus UCLA. I'm taking the Bruins, though. Number four, Bruins advancing. And then I've got Kentucky getting by Virginia Tech. So the number four, UCLA Bruins versus number two, Kentucky in the East. And I've got Kentucky winning it in the East. um, Moving on to the Midwest, we've got Kansas versus Texas Southern, who won yesterday against Texas Corpus Christi to get into the uh, 16-seed game. Kansas wins this one easy. And we've got San Diego State versus Creighton in 8-9. I'm taking San Diego State. Might flip that to take Creighton, but for now I'm on San Diego State. Uh, number five, Iowa. Uh, fresh off their Big Ten championship goes against number 12, Richmond. This is a game I debated. I think uh, I ended up going with Iowa. I think this is going to be a big spread, and I'm probably taking Richmond on the spread, but regardless, straight up winner, I'm taking Iowa. Then the Jackrabbits of South Dakota State, number 13, uh, against Providence, number four. Providence was the Big East champion, regular season champion, lost in the tournament, and everybody says um, they're going to be coming back. They'll bounce back from that, and I think they will. I just really like South Dakota State. Um, They're the best three-point shooting team in the league. They play high tempo, a lot of offense, and if anybody's primed for uh, to upset other teams, it's them. I think this is a tough draw. I was really hoping they got a different team because they do like Providence as well, but I'm going to take the Jackrabbits here uh, for a 13 over four upset. The next game is also an upset. LSU is number six, fresh off of firing their coach, Will Wade. They're taking on number 11, Iowa State, and I've got Iowa State advancing. I just think LSU was playing great defensively, but their their season basically was against the average and good teams. They looked really good. Against the elite teams, they looked pretty average. Fired their coach, so is there a bounce back? Are they playing? Are the team playing to show, hey, you know what? We didn't need them, or is the team in disarray? And I go with the latter. So I'm going to take the Cyclones there, number 11 over number 6. Then we've got number 3, Wisconsin, at number 14, Colgate. I'm on the Badgers. Number 7, USC, against number 10, Miami. I am on the Trojans of USC. And number 2, Auburn, versus number 15, Jacksonville State. Uh, This is an easy one with Auburn. 
So then we get to Kansas versus San Diego State. I've got Kansas. We've got number five, Iowa, against my upset South Dakota State. And I'm picking the Jackrabbits once again. Their number 13 is getting by number five. So I've got them moving on. Uh, then we've got number 11, Iowa State, against number three, Wisconsin. I've got another upset here. I've got Iowa State getting past Wisconsin. And then USC uh, against Auburn. I've got Auburn. And that is where my upsets ends. Uh, so I've got South Dakota State winning a couple rounds and Iowa State winning a couple rounds. But I've got Kansas uh, beating the Jackrabbits and Auburn beating the Cyclones of Iowa State. So it's a Kansas-Auburn matchup, and I'm on Kansas. I like Auburn, but they were great at home and not so great away from home. So I'm on Bill Self and his Jayhawks uh, to get by Auburn. So my final four is Gonzaga versus Kentucky and Villanova versus Kansas. So I've got two number ones and two number twos. And as I said earlier, take a few upsets. But at the end of the day, uh, you take the chalk, especially if you're in a smaller mid-sized pool to get to the final. So I've got Gonzaga versus Kansas. I debated taking Villanova over Kansas because I really like Jay Wright and his ability to coach and his deep team. Um, but I couldn't do it. I'll take Bill Self and the Jayhawks. So I've got Kansas over, pardon me, Kansas over Villanova in the semi. And I've got Gonzaga winning over Kansas as the national champion. I think there's a road for Gonzaga to get upset. Like I said, I could see it come early with Memphis. But again, when it comes down to game theory, so many people are going to be picking Gonzaga. And if I go against Gonzaga and I'm wrong, there's no chance I win the pool. So I'm taking Gonzaga to get to the finals. And frankly, with so many people taking them, if they do get upset, then I'm not really too far behind the eight ball because most people have taken them um, in a small to medium-sized pool. So I've got the Zags winning. Uh, 74-70 is my predicted score. Uh, over Kansas in the finals. So, hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you enjoyed uh, some thoughts on how to win your NCAA bracket, a little strategy session, and a rundown of my picks. I'm going to be coming back um, before the game start tomorrow with some picks and analysis on the spreads for Thursday and Friday's game. But if you have any thoughts or comments, by all means, fire them my way. If you think I've got something wrong, if you think I picked the team right, or you don't like my South Dakota State run, for example, by all means, give me a holler at on Twitter at Doug underscore read three, four. But before I go, I uh, quickly want to remind you of a couple partners we have here. One is Manscaped at Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com and use the coupon code hoopball20. That's hoopball20 at checkout for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also, if you're looking for another sports book, check out our buddy, our book, our buddies, pardon me, at mybookie.ag. Use the code hoopball on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit mo- back deposit bonuses there as well i can't speak all of a sudden at the end of the show so again hope uh, everybody's got the bracket filled out looking forward to a great weekend of basketball thursday and friday to me are the uh highlight of the college basketball season for sure with some upsets and some lots of games so i can't wait to get started and hopefully everybody enjoyed the show and you have some fun by all means send me any thoughts comments and enjoy